Welcome to Hamstrings and Heartstrings, where running is great. Except when it's not. I'm Ellie. And I'm Chris. What's it your pace or mine today, Chris? <laughs> uh, it sounds like it's yours. Yes, it is. Because I'd like to start and by saying that in the last show, I was not running, but today I ran for 45 whole minutes and it was nice. a Christmas miracle. Not nice. really, but it was great. Yeah, that sounds really, really great. I still have you um, started running yet? Uh, I've thought really hard about it, really hard. Um, almost, almost yesterday because it was so nice outside. I was so close to getting out there, but, um, I did the next best thing to running. Walking. I signed up for a race. Oh, what one? <laughs> that's that's what you do, right? Um, yeah. I, it's like when you get injured, it's like, oh, why don't I just peruse ultra sign up and sign up for a couple of races? I think a lot of ultra runners do that. Yep, exactly. Uh, so I signed up for Frozen Branch. So that's pretty exciting. Um it that is, sounds like Twisted Branch, but even worse. It, you know, it, that's that's the uh, I believe that's what's on the bumper sticker. Um, it is so. Frozen Branch uh, is a two-year-old race, so it's happened twice. Um, it runs from well, the first two years it ran from Evangeline Shelter, like uh, Bean Station, Bean Station Road, which is about mile fifty-five-ish of Twisted Branch. No, no. 45-ish. And um, it runs down to Urbana Town Hall, and that's 25K. And you turn around and come back up. And it's in February, so the branches are frozen. Um, this year, it's switching, so it's going to run from Urbana up to Bean Station Road and back down to Urbana. So I signed up for the 25K. So that'll be um, really, really great. Well, uh, want to know what I'm doing in February? I know. How very exciting. I'm going to be in the woods in frozen branches, and you're going to be in the ATL? In Atlanta, in the warmth. Oh, my goodness. With, with Des. Yeah. Well, I'm actually, what I uh, discovered is I'm going to be in the cold with Chrissy. So, there. Who's so, Chrissy? Chrissy Mail. She's coming to oh. run. Yeah, she's coming to run. For a second, I thought, I was like, Chrissy Wellington? Like that really good triathlete? I was like, oh my goodness, I might have to skip the trials. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, yep. So um, that'll be pretty great. Uh, I think- Who's the race director? Oh, uh, that is uh, Mr. Jeff Darling and Scott McGee. Okay, so Scott is, okay. Yep. Yeah, it's Twisted Branch and Frozen Branch. It's the Branch family. <laughs> oh, okay. The, the branch family of races. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I got 10 weeks. I think that should be enough. You, I mean, you could even just take the approach that you did with the Philadelphia Marathon. <laughs> no, not not on the Twisted Branch course. You can. Do you use um, snowshoes? Um, so uh, I don't know anybody that has yet. Um, a few people have taken like yak tracks, but you can never really know what it's going to be like. Um, the first year was, it was ridiculous. It was probably 
nine to 12 inches of snow on the entire course. That was silly post holing, post holing the whole way. Was that um, the same year that you and I and Mike and Natalie and Garrett went on? Was that the same year? Yeah. The muddy sneaker uh, yeah. preview run. Oh God. <laughs> yes. The four hour. <laughs> Yeah. Track. Yeah. Where at the end, Garrett and I were like, screw this. Let's just take the road. Yep. I was like, that's when I knew Garrett was my ride or die partner. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're going to have to work on your microphone, lady. Well, we're, so, a little bit behind the curtain scenes. Uh, we're still pulling together this uh, podcast and we're recording on uh, Christmas. And so, Ellie got herself a, a headset microphone. I am sitting in the middle of a um what is a guest bedroom in a way but i got all my pieces and parts strewn all over the uh the room i'm using a handheld microphone which i chided ellie about last week so just so you know we're we're really trying to get this out to you because we want to keep things rolling but uh other thing ellie i think one of the good things about podcasting one of the rules about podcasting is you should never talk directly to the audience so that's that's something we should work on all right, stop but, doing that. But I felt like I should pull behind the curtain a little bit in case people are like, what's going on? Why? Is oh, do I a- sound that bad? Ugh. Well, not that bad. It's just, you know, I mean, not I'm probably... Not as professional as normal. Not as professional as you normally are, correct. All right. That's all right, but I don't either, right? I've got this microphone, and but we're, we're working through it. I mean, that's where we are, right, in our running lives right now. We're, you know... <laughs> working through some stuff. <laughs> That's the past two weeks. I feel like all I've done is just PT for my IT band and rode the bike. Yeah. Like this is not this is not sexy, but this is what running is. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, it's just a little windy on your side over there. That's really all. You know, when I dreamed of what training for the Olympic trials was would be, I guess I wasn't expecting doing these bike workouts. But, you know, just expanding my arsenal. And yesterday, for example, I did one and I was just as tired as if I had done like a long run or a hard workout on the track. I was out. I took two naps yesterday. Two naps? Yeah, because I took one before lunch and then I ate lunch and then I was like, why don't I take another nap? And so then I took another nap. Wow. Um, So what did your bike workout look like? So... Basically, what I've been doing is my teammates coach will give them workouts and he knows that I also use those workouts too. And so they send them to me and then I will just transform them to something I can do on the bike. So for example, instead of running it at a select pace, I would just do seven minutes hard, one minute rest, six minutes hard, one minute rest, three minutes hard, one minute rest. And then for the hilly part, I would amp up the resistance and do that. And then I repeated it. And because I don't really know, I don't use heart rate, I just do perceived effort. I basically just went as hard as I could for each one of those intervals. And by the time I got done, I was just like a useless lump. Like I could, I was so tired. And I was just like, I got off the bike and it was like eight in the morning. And I was just like, I'm already ready for my afternoon nap. And so finally, I just was like, why am I fighting this? And so I took a nap before lunch and then I took one again after lunch. That is 
I mean, that's, that's what the, that's what the elites do. They nap real hard, you know? So, yeah. So you got that part and I'm sure there's a lot of people that have to substitute with bikes. Now, are you doing this on a stationary bike or are you going, did you go outside? No stationary bike. I don't have a bike. I just go to the gym. Okay. Okay. And how long was that workout? Um, that took me about just over 90 minutes, including warm up and cool down. So 20 minute warm up, 20 minute cool down. That's a lot of, that's a lot of gym time. Yeah. But I don't know, for some reason, sometimes I hate being in the gym, but for some reason it's not been so bad and I'm learning new skills. So I might as well embrace that it doesn't suck that bad and keep trying to get some sort of fitness while I rehab my, um, my knee. And today I was able to run. So hopefully I'll be doing those workouts again, actually running them outside. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, I mean, you're still sticking with it. You're still staying conditioned and everything. Now, do you think, I mean, I guess, would would you attribute this um, current situation to the JFK 50 miler? Do you think, or do you think this was just something that was bound to happen anyway? Um, well, I have been healthy for over a year, almost a year and a half, like injury wise. And I think that it was a combination of falling at JFK and then our, like probably my first hard workout that I did with the team uh, two weeks ago, we went, we're, we're trying to do workouts on hillier terrain. And so I ran as for the warm up. I ran up the hill to Cornell, which if you know anything about Ithaca, it's pretty hilly. So I ran up the hill to Cornell and then we did the workout up there. And then I ran really slowly down the hill as my cool down and oh, it was yeah. also cold. And so I, and then when I was researching IT band injuries, I was like, well, what caused this? And it was like running downhill very slowly in the cold. And I was like, bingo. <laughs> so that probably did not help. And so then the next day I, I did a long hilly run in the cold and then it just at the F, I mean, it was all right. Like I could feel it during that run. But then after the run, when I got up from the breakfast table, it really hurt. I'm honored to go to the Olympic trials. So I would rather be able to run the race than do anything silly right now and jeopardize. I'd rather run it slowly and actually run it than jeopardize being able to run it at all. So that's kind of been my mindset when I've gone to the gym for the past two weeks is just get some work in, do your best and be able to go to Atlanta and run the race. And so I think that I don't have a, cause it's also a very hard course. So me getting a PR might not happen, probably won't happen. So it's been like, I'm going to try as hard as I can, but it's been adjusting the expectations of like, I'm obviously not going to PR by six minutes, you know? So, um, I think that as long as I feel like I'm putting in a solid effort, that's all I can really ask. Yeah. And it sounds like you're doing work. I mean, you're riding a bike. You're, you're 90 minutes on a bike is, is a legit bike workout. So, you know, I mean, got that going for you. I don't yeah, know if I could, uh, will never be the same. I don't know if I could, um, yeah, bikes. I think I might've spent 90 minutes on a bike in the last year. I don't know. So 
it's not really not really my cup of tea but you got a goal and you're you know trucking towards it so hey giddy up yeah and I mean, I, I, I listen to it like a podcast or something. And so a lot of my podcasts have just been very good lately. So they kind of, um, keep me engaged. And then I really just, whenever I, each one of the intervals, I just keep thinking like, I want to go to Atlanta. I, my mantra has been seaweed Atlanta for the past two weeks. Yeah. So you know, just I'm going to ho- hopefully also maybe this two weeks is like helping save my legs a little bit um, because I'm tired and sore, but my it's a different soreness than running because my legs just don't feel as whipped because of the pounding. And so maybe this is a blessing and I'm saving my legs and it'll be a little bit better for later. So who knows? Yeah. L- Ellie Pell and the ATL, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, we're going to have to transition out of this opening part and into our topic if we actually s- expect to stay on, stay on target here. Sure. So, I think it's a natural transition because I mean, I think the things that I'm implementing now are things that I learned in 2019. So, um, yeah, well, why don't you start? What did you learn in 2019? What are some things that stuck out to you? Um, well, for 2019, I, I think, at least where I'm at right now, I've, I've learned to be okay with where I'm at and I learned what that's like. Right. I learned, um, I learned to be all okay with myself and my schedule and my life and where I'm at and what I'm doing. Sure. Would I like to be out and running a little bit more? A- absolutely. But when I do run, I'm not sitting there beating myself up going, see how easy it is to get out and run. You should have been running for the last uh, two weeks. You big dummy, just go out and do it. Like I'm not doing that anymore. I'm just kind of like going, Hey, today's a run day. I'm going to go run and actually feeling good about it instead of me feeling bad about all the runs I didn't do. And I guess, I guess I also learned that uh, my legs have, uh, 26 miles and five and a half hours in them. If I, if I ask them to do that ever again, for some dumb reason, but yeah, I've learned, I've learned some patience and just to not like beat myself up at this, where I'm at with wife and wife and kids and job and all that, and just enjoy the runs that I do get. I remember when I first started listening to your podcast, the Running Inside Out podcast, I remember you saying like, just getting out for 15 minutes or 20 minutes here and there, that counts. That's still a run. And I think that some runners, and I've even been uh, guilty of this, it's like, oh, if it's not 40 minutes or if it's not an hour or whatever, it doesn't even matter. But Running is so much more than just like getting the miles. I mean, even at like a 15 minute or even like a 10 minute, just little jog around can do so much just for your mental space and just make you feel a bunch, a lot better. And I know that I'm a lot better of a person when I get in my run and sometimes it's not very long, but it makes me a better person. It makes me show up for my job better. It makes me feel better. So, I mean, I think just being where you're at is exactly what you got to do. Yeah. And I I remember saying that I just, at some point, I think I stopped thinking that or believing that, or maybe, I don't know, you know how you, you know, things, and then you forget that, you know, them. (laughs) 
Yeah. Um, you know, like don't run 50 milers in the middle of really important marathon training, but you do it anyway. And sometimes, and, and it turns out okay, but you know, you need to be reminded. Um, but yeah, I think that's sort of, it's been good. And yes, getting out for just that small run. That's what I'm working on now is just the like little, little dilly dally out there. And that'll, that it's going to start coming soon. So I hope <laughs> like tomorrow soon. <laughs> really? You're going to go out for a run tomorrow? Oh, absolutely. I got, I got the day off. I'm all Christmased up and, uh, I'm just going to wake up and go. So it's going to be kind of exciting. That's cool. Yeah. So what about you, Ellie? What uh what did you learn? What what's your giant takeaway for 2019? Um I think I had a lot. But I think the one thing that stood out stands out to me is that there's no reason to like not I guess count yourself out. And I think that 2019 was me turning from like a pessimist to more of an, or not even a pessimist because I was never really that negative, but more to more of like an optimist. And I remember at the water gap 50 K when I was thinking like, wow, I could do really good here. And then immediately like doubt came in. Like, I don't know if I can keep up with this pace and like maybe, you know, um, more of like a self-deprecating and then hopefully I surprise myself where I switch flipped and I was like, you know, why don't I try? Because why not me? Why do I always sort of like expect the worst and then you're never disappointed? That just, I don't do that anymore. I sort of like try to expect the best or expect or just sort of give myself a chance. And so I think 2019 was me giving myself a chance. I came into it feeling like a beginner again. And I know we talked about this on your podcast. And I came into 2019 just as, uh, you know, I'm going to try as hard as I can and see what happens. And then I ended up get doing pretty, doing pretty well. And, um, so then I guess I, I don't know, it's hard to, it's hard to really describe as like, I sort of changed from like, well, uh, maybe if I expect say like a 250, then like getting a 249, like it, like lowering my expectations, that's kind of, I always set a low bar so that I could always, um, feel good about the result. Whereas now I kind of, Oh, maybe I could do this. And why don't I shoot for the moon? Or why don't I try this? Because maybe it'll happen. And then, you know, I'll, I, I just, I guess I started to believe in myself a little bit more and rather than lowball or what's it called? Sandbag rather than be like, Oh no, I'm not going to do that well. Or like, maybe I'll get like a sub three hour or something be like, you know, I'd like to do this and I'd like to get this. And so more saying it into the universe, I guess, and just sort of betting on myself and giving myself the chance to succeed. And I think 2019 was really a turning point for me, especially at water gap when I was like, you know what, why not me? Why don't I, sh why don't I try? I'm, I'm here and I have nothing to lose. So why don't I try? 
Yeah. And I almost, in talking to you, I almost think of it as something like um, you removed those limitations, right? Like, you know, you said, oh, I can do really good. And eh, nah, probably not. Or I can get sub three. And eh, nah, probably not. You sort of like, no, there's, there's no limits to really how good I can be if I put in the effort, right? You stop sort of limiting yourself in a way. Mm-hmm. Whenever I went to a workout with my team this past year, I always said, even if I felt terrible, just give yourself the chance. Just start the workout. Mm-hmm. Do one rep. Do one. And more often than not, that one would give me the confidence for the next one and then for the next one. But it's always just that, just start, just try, because you never know what's going to happen. And I really hope that in 2020, that's something that I keep, just just try, because what's the worst that could happen? Like you DNF, you get a worse time. I mean, as long as you're honest about your effort and what you have that day, I feel like even no matter the result, as long as I'm honest in the effort, I'm okay with whatever the result is. That's, that's pretty good. If you can keep that, uh, with you, you know, that's a, that's pretty strong stuff. It sounds like. Yeah, it is. Isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, it is. Um, because that's going to get, you know, I, I guess like when you were talking about Hartford before, um, you were saying like, well, I don't, I don't really think I could catch her. Uh, well, you know what? I'm just going to try. And then you went and you caught her, you know, and then y- you raced with her and then you ended up with a six minute PR and, you know, you were running your fastest miles at the end of the marathon because you decided to give yourself a chance to catch her. You know, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, I think that I also have have changed my mindset in the past couple of years of seeing other strong women rather than seeing them as competitors. I see them as other women that are building me up and that and I see us all just trying to further each other. So looking at women like Steph Bruce or like Sarah Hall, seeing what they can do and just like, why don't you try? Just, just give it all. Like why just realize that I'm not afraid of pain and I'm not afraid of hurting because it's just, it's just pain. It's just, it, it's not life or death. And so if I can rationalize that, then it's not so bad. And then I'm like, well, I might as well try harder because the pain isn't going to get worse. It's just going to be there. (laughs) It's kind of like JFK for the last 25 miles. The pain isn't getting worse. It's just going to be there. Yeah. I think that's a, um, I think that's a David Horton saying it doesn't, it doesn't always get worse. (laughs) It's just there. Yeah. So, you know, I think, um, that's, that's pretty good. Um, so what's something tangible like that you learned in 2019? So I mean something more like data driven. So for me, what I mean is I I learned that I can, during workouts, when I would chase my teammates, I learned that I can 
be uncomfortable and keep going like that uncomfortable and keep going. So like something that maybe if I was doing it alone, it would feel like a sprint and I would only be able to do it for a minute. But because I was doing it with my teammates and I would just keep chasing them. And I learned that I can hold a certain level of discomfort for a lot longer. And that's something tangible that I'm going to bring to 2020, but it's something that I learned in 2019 that I didn't know beforehand because I had mostly trained alone. And so what's something like that, just something maybe training driven or nutrition or I don't know, recovery that you implemented in 2019 that changed something for you? I think it was, I, I don't know. I don't have a lot of data from 2019 at this point, but I think it was, um, to have, to have patience, um, to expect like to not expect immediate results or to not to, to understand that like you're in this situation and that's fine. Right. Like I, um, and a lot of times in, in ultras and in trail runnings, you're going to have ups and downs and lows. And some people really want those lows to just go away quickly and be like, Oh God, as soon as I get out of this low point, I'm going to be running good again. Well, I mean, you got to have patience with it or you might not actually get out of that low point. And, you know, that was uh, a, a big deal in the Philly marathon, because if I would have not had that patience. It, and I think that's the other thing is these lessons or these things are sort of innate in you. Once you have that experience, you need to call on that experience, right? I've had lots of really, um, oil Creek in 2018 was an exercise in patience. And somehow that, that came back out for Philly in 2019. And if I would have been angry that I wasn't getting done with Philly faster, or if I would have gotten some sort of mindset where I was like trying to, you know, just finish it quicker than I actually could have, I, I, it would have been a really miserable experience. Instead, it was a fine experience. It was a really long road marathon, but at no point was I like unhappy, you know, at no point where I was, I mad or disappointed in the experience. And I think just having that, having that patience to get through um, a situation, it's, it's sort of like a, this too shall pass, but, but not really. Cause it won't pass on its own. You have to work your way through it. So if you're having a really low point, maybe you got to take assessments. Am I eating properly? Am I drinking properly? Am I cold? Am I hot? What is going on? But you got to, you got to be able to be there for that minute to figure it out. Cause if all you're trying to do is get out of it, um, by, by being angry or wishing it away, it's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. You definitely got to go through the crap, got to yeah. feel the crap. You got to feel in it in order to get through it, and then it's and then the crap is easier to get through the next time. Right, as long as you as long as you remember, yeah. And and if you call upon that, and you're like, hey, remember that time? <laughs> remember that time? This isn't that time. You can certainly deal with this, you know. So yeah, that's going to be uh, a big deal for me. I think kind of going forward is to go, yeah, well, um, you, you've learned it and you just got to keep it and internalize it and be able to call it forward when you need it. I think when you were talking about patience, what also uh, stood out to me is for Philly, you started the race 
where you were and you raced where you were at. Like you weren't, you realized that maybe your fitness was more of a, I'm going to finish this rather than I'm going to race this or get a PR. And I think that's also something that I, um, have tried to instill in myself in 2019 is train and run where you are, not where you think you should be or where you want to be eventually. So it might be doing workouts a little slower or something, but in order to, you need to like train where you are, not where you think you should be, and then race where you are, not where you think you should be. So when I go to Atlanta, I might want to run next to Des, but I need to run where I'm at, at least in the beginning, because if I start out that fast, it's not going to go very well. And so I think, yeah, just being patient and letting the fitness come, especially early in a cycle, is so important for anyone who's has a goal or is starting to train, just start where you are, not where you want to be or where you think you should be. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one too. And, and I think especially if you've had some time off, you know, if you've, if you've been injured, I know when I've been injured and I come back and I go, Oh boy, a 10 miler. Why I used to do this that fast. Or, you know, maybe you shouldn't be coming back and doing 10 milers. If you've been off for the entire winter, maybe you should do a five mile, maybe a three and, you know, put together a string, but that, that patience of this is, this is where I'm at. And until my body tells me otherwise, this is what I'm going to keep doing. Yeah. I know when I ran today for the first time, it was a lot of just be patient, relax. Like, I mean, the 45 minutes that I ran, I was so happy for that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a couple of weeks ago, 45 minutes was like the shortest run of the week where now I'm like, thank you. Like, I'm so happy that I was able to do this. And so it just injury or even time off puts things into perspective and it just makes you even happier for the miles that you are. And I'm trying to be happy and grateful for every mile than ungrateful for the miles that weren't. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, so we've got our lessons learned. Um, so let's transition into our food segment. Oh, we got to get professional musicians in the house to do those do to do's. <laughs> I don't know. We're pretty good. Yeah. It's this headset. Yeah. <laughs> We're growing. We're growing and changing. So um, I actually have a good one. So the past couple days, I have a new like vegan comfort food. Oh, wow. And it's the simplest thing I've ever made, but it's great. So basically, I, I do a can of beans and then some kind of like either vegan dip or cheese. Like not. Yeah. Mostly it's like a vegan dip. And then either some like onions or mushrooms or something. And I sort of just like melt it all together. And it's just the most comforting bowl. And I'm like, you know, if I was a kid or if I ever have a vegan kid, uh, this will be like their mac and cheese. Like th it's so good. And I just can't get enough. And I've had it the past three days. Ellie's, Ellie's hobo, hobo chili. Yes. Yes. <laughs> vegan hobo chili. The vegan hobo. 
Um, so what is the can of beans? What kind of beans? Because as soon as you said so, can of beans, I'm thinking like Bush's baked beans. And I'm like, no, oh, no. Oh, that'd be even better. No, this is just my favorite is black beans. But the past couple of days has been kidney beans because in our community kitchen, I found a bag of dried kidney beans. And so I just decided to make them in the slow cooker. So I had a lot of them, <laughs> nice. but I'm a, my favorite is probably black beans or I like lentils too. Nice. That's a, that's a fun one. It's like a, yeah, it's like a hobo stew for the winter. Any bean will do. <laughs> yeah, that's, um, that's pretty good. So did you have a vegan Christmas meal today? I, I did. Um, we had a vegan, uh, we did, my wife volunteers for the ambulance, so she's actually at the ambulance tonight. So we did a uh, Christmas Eve dinner. Oh. Um, and so uh, I had- Do you have those roasts? What's that? Like the field roasts, like the, <laughs> the fake turkey with the stuffing in it. I've never had one. I've never had one either. Um, no, so I did the same thing for Thanksgiving. I had basically all sides, you know? And we got a lot of good sides. And so, um, but summer, uh, my wife really wanted um, scallops and shrimp cocktail. So that's what they had. They, she made some really good smelling scallops that on another, in another era would have been, would have been all mine. Um, <laughs> but no, I had, um, I had a bunch of roasted vegetables, some green beans, a little bit of stuffing, you know, basically all the, uh, all the comforting sides which are pretty great yeah um, and then this morning i had some uh some buckwheat pancakes with um some um summer made this uh warm cinnamon apples like sliced apples with uh, oh yeah cinnamon and you know a little bit of caramel in uh in there and stuff and so yeah i had some buckwheat pancakes with some warm cinnamon apples on top of them for breakfast this morning so doing all right I'm kind of yeah. Off. You you're like living the high life, and I'm here like I love this beans in the can. <laughs> well, but that's the so thing, good, like, man. But if you notice, everything that I said was summer made this, summer did this, summer did that. I true. So, so you're cooking for yourself. Um, my cooking for myself is uh, chipotle sofritas at this point. So, <laughs> I gotta get. Um, I'm still looking at my. I did. I I got off the kick of just like rice and black beans in a tortilla shell. I had to take a break from that. So I don't know why it's so good. It Get is. some nutritional yeast on that. Oh yeah. I got some Classic. of that. I got some of that too. And it is, it's pretty good. And I've gone through an entire bottle of, um, anchor bar, Buffalo wing sauce. Oh so, yeah. <laughs> so living, <laughs> um, you know, I'm a, I'm a work in progress. Um, but yeah, it's I went fun. to star yesterday or two days ago. And, um, I got like every, every kind of these like chips that are called vegan robs. And I couldn't decide there were like six varieties. And so I was like, you know what? I'm not going to die anytime soon. I'll just get one of each. And so I got like all these chips and I, I like chips. Yeah. Chips are pretty good. Um, we went, um, we went to a, um, a friend's house on Saturday and, uh, it, it was like a bunch of friends of mine and everybody brought dishes and a friend of mine makes the most amazing Buffalo chicken wing dip. And I just looked at her and I gave her the dirtiest look. I'm like, really? You brought that? 
you you know what kind of condition I'm in right now. It's the winter. Oh, I'll send you a recipe for my friend Britt's uh, buffalo chickpea dip, and it's so good. Okay, good. She made it for like this vegan party we had, and I think I ate half. It was so good. Like I didn't even after a while, I was like, I didn't even use the chips anymore. I was like, these are impeding all the dip that I want to eat. So I just went at it with a spoon. Yeah. And it's so oh, good. good. Yes. I'm excited. Send that along. We'll put it in the show notes. People can find it. Yeah. Um, but Shout it wasn't, it wasn't like a, Oh, I really want chicken wing dip. It wasn't that at all, but it's like, it's winter time. It's snowy. You bring a big comforting dip and all I can smell in it is Frank's red hot. And I'm like, I just, I want to, I just want to stick my face in it. And Chris I just, is in the corner, just drinking Frank's. <laughs> Yeah. So um, that's why I was like, what are you doing to me? But no, it was all good. So yeah, living, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm scratching by right now. Thanks to my wife's uh, wonderful cooking expertise. And I'm, I'm practicing, I'm doing some stuff, you know, I got some, I'm chopping some kale and things like that. You know, your wife is just a hundred percent. She is cooking and she is ambulancing. Yeah. So she's, Yep. I know. And cross-fitting and just, ugh. I know. I know. See what I got? See You're the, a lucky guy. See what I got to aspire to? That's what. I, that's the standards I got to live up to. That's what I got to live up to. Jeez. <laughs> I don't know. you. I don't know how you couldn't fetch a man with your vegan hobo stew. <laughs> I seriously. I know. <laughs> All right, Sally. Well, I uh, want to get out of Dodge. I think we, I think we should. I think we did good here. Everybody, please remember to rate and give us a review on iTunes. And I will give you a shout out on my Instagram. I've done it four times already and you people are great. Yeah. I want to say whoever not, not so witty username is, that's a pretty, pretty rocking review that was left there. I got to say. Um, they're all great. <laughs> yeah. I just, I remember that one. Cause it was like, Oh, not so witty username. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but that's kind of neat. And we're, we're on the Instagram. We're not doing much with our Instagrams yet, but we will soon. Um, we're on the Patreons. We were not doing anything with that either yet, but we will soon. And so, um, hamstrings and heartstrings. Patreon will eventually get Ellie's hobo recipes. <laughs> yeah, right. That's what we should do. We book to my Patreon subscribers. Yeah, we'll post. We'll post our recipes to Patreon. That would be. That's a good deal. I like that. Um, but it's hamstrings and heartstrings at all those things. Oddly, oh, look at that hamstring, hamstrings and heartstrings and all of those things. And all those things. <laughs> <laughs> Someone come up with the jingle. Uh, all right, Ellie. Well, I will talk to you soon. Bye, everybody. <laughs>